People binge shows all the time. Girls like ourselves devour them. Children are put to bed early by their parents, hopefully to not be seen again that night. Housewives take the grocery money and invest in stars to watch seasons five. All episodes are consumed. Eventually. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, nerdy knights of the well-rounded table to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take those extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Lady of That Thirsty Lake, Sarah O'Connor. Welcome, welcome. Hi, everybody. It's your ginger host, Colleen McMillan, who was not happy with the back half of the season. I blacked it out, and now I remember why. How dare they use Adagio for strings to hurt me in this manner? No. Unacceptable. I mean, honestly, it's it's a choice. <laughs> it was a choice. Bonjour, everyone. It's your favorite French lassie, Flo Siegel, and we're super excited to be back together. Woo-woo! So the BGS ladies, through many very thirsty discussions, decided to let you in on what has been a series of frantic text exchanges and begin and almost finish, honestly, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> a detailed dorky dive into the sexy historical world of Diana Gabaldon's Outlander, a stars show adapted from novels, which we should read, all of us. <laughs> Be warned, we will be talking heavily about mature content this episode in particular, um, as well as discussing sensitive topics such as sexual violence and rape, um, which will happen in this set of episodes. So just Indeed. please be warned. Make sure the barons are out of earshot. And with that, je suis prêt for a recap of episodes 8 through 13, the end of season 4. Let's go! So to start things off, uh, Marsley and Fergus just had their baby. Yay! And we are heading to Wilmington where Roger and Brianna are reunited. There, they exchange hand fasting vows, much to Flo's chagrin. Because they love each other and because they really want to have sex. And hey, because Roger has rules. But not all is well because Brianna learns that Roger knew her parents would die in a fire and he didn't tell her. So things get pretty tense. Meanwhile, who's that? Here comes a general. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, it is no one other than George Washington. Claire and Jamie meet him at a play. Um, Jamie also discovers that an ambush is set for Murtaugh and his fellow insurgents. So Jamie sends Fergus to warn Murtaugh. Then something goes horribly, horribly, horribly wrong with Edmund Fanning. It's that pesky hernia. And Claire tries to help by performing an emergency surgery. And like everyone freaks out about that. It was so great. She I was mean, amazing. To be, to be fair, she's like operating in the middle of a theater. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> Lastly, doctor, for though, blow tobacco smoke up his butt. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> Perfect remedy. And lastly, for this episode, and super traumatizingly, Brianna is brutally raped by Stephen Bonnet as she attempts to recover her mother's wedding ring. So, once again, F. <sighs> Stephen Bonnet. I hate him so much. He's the worst. Um, where should we awesome. start with this section? I feel like there's so much to say here. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I want to start with Roger and Brianna. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Kick it off. Punch it. This made me the most angry that I've ever been at Roger. <laughs> the hand fasting. Like the hand fasting and then like the subsequent just like 
him being an absolute douche nozzle. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, he, like, what a time to tell her that. Horrible yeah. time. First of all, what are you thinking? Horrible timing. Now you've like tricked her basically into this hand fasting because you didn't give her all the info right off the bat. So like, what are you doing? And then she's like super distraught. And then they just like, he just like lets her go. Right. Yeah. Right. What? Like, first of all, Roger, like it's not safe. You don't just like let her go places by herself, obviously. Second thing, like you just got married and during your first fight, you're like, all right, bye. That yeah, not rough. a great look. Like, not good. What are you doing? I, I, again, dear listeners, I cannot stand Roger. And <laughs> I wish he would just go back to wherever he came from and just disappear from my life. They seriously do he have major communication issues, to be sure. I yes. mean, just like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You don't even know each other. So mm-hmm. whatever. I'm, I'm just, I, that part made me so mad. And I was just like, I rate at Roger that he would like, just leave her in danger. Like that's my yeah. big thing. It's just like, yeah. you say you love her, but you won't protect her or like, even right. just like be like, hey, I'll, I'll walk you home at least. Right. Like, yeah, I he's not there for time. Her. No, not at all. Horrible. You could at least, yeah, walk her back for God's sake. You're staying at the same end. Like what is happening? Yeah. And you just married her. Anyways, I'm rattled, Maddening. rattled. Note to men, don't do, don't follow the Roger <laughs> method. Yeah, right. <laughs> The Roger method is not the way, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, and then man. another rape. Like, seriously, did this have to happen? No. It's I just mean, another plot mechanic at this point. It was really hard to see all of the men who could overhear them doing nothing. Yeah. That yeah. was very challenging for me. That yeah. was very Ramsey and Sansa with the watching energy. Like, yeah, yeah I don't want to see it, but also we're experiencing this horrific event for Brianna through the lens of white dudes who are doing nothing. Like, yeah, yeah but playing cards, exactly. Yeah. That's great. They'll probably laugh about it tomorrow, too. Yeah, this one felt like yeah. really brutal, too. Like, just that she was like trying so hard to get away and like, yeah. you just like feel for her because you kind of know what's going to happen here and she obviously doesn't and like we also know who we're dealing with because we've seen this man like basically throw children overboard of a boat right and so like we know he's not a cool dude she doesn't know much of anything she's just like hey can we talk about getting that ring back and right. he's just like let me freaking brutalize you like yep. wow it was it was intense mm-hmm. and that's not the end of him because colleen what happens yes. next Frustratingly, to say the least, Roger is forced to rejoin Stephen Bonnet's crew. God damn it, Roger, for the rest <laughs> of their voyage. But he is determined to get back to Brianna because he's a freaking hothead, apparently, and can't control his temper. But then he's like, oh no, I actually love. Her. Oh my God, for God's sake, Roger. It's just but, like too little, too late, Roger. Too yeah. little, too late. <laughs> Leave real. him alone. It won't be, but I mean, <laughs> for us, it is. Finally, though, we do get some good news. Brianna gets to meet Jamie while he's peeing. That was hilarious. Like, ma'am, I'm married. I know I'm really hot, but step back. Yeah, geez Louise. (laughs) She was like, that's not what I'm interested in at all. Not the best way to have your first meeting, but it was really cute. And that counts. Like, she found him. She actually gets reunited with her mom, too. That made me, like, tear up a little bit. I'm like, she gets to see her mom again at, like, the time where she really would need to see her mom absolutely oh man 
and then Claire, of course, uses her like mother radar senses, and she believes that Brie might be pregnant. And Brianna does admit that she was assaulted and raped. Claire then confides in Jamie because she can't keep her mouth shut either about Brianna's rape. I think like, I yes, would have told my partner too. Yeah, I totally would have shared too. Yes, but then also maybe bring Brie into the conversation totally. faster. Like it just seemed like the lack of communication from everyone and Brie too. Being like, mm-hmm. don't say anything about it being Stephen Bonnet. So many missed cues that that just made this catastrophe for Roger. Yeah. Roger does return and he goes to Fraser's Ridge, but Lizzie, sweet, sweet Lizzie, meddling, sweet, adorable Lizzie, mistakenly believes Roger to be Stephen Bonnet. So Jamie beats the shit out of Roger. Absolutely pummels and, him. Like he's like, he kind of wants to leave him for dead, but young Ian comes and is like, please, uh, there's people, we can't just murder someone in the forest. <laughs> Oh, I'm so bad. Close here for it. I'm not going to shed tears over Roger, guys. <laughs> Claire then finds the ring that Jamie gave her for their wedding and realizes that Stephen Bonnet is Brianna's rapist. I'm just like kind of upset with Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lizzie, like nobody asked you though. <laughs> like, can you not? I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I'm all, I mean, I'm all about the pummeling of Roger, yes. but... <laughs> well, Lizzie's so sheltered, too. Like, she knows yeah. that something horrible happened, and she knows basically what happened, but still, it's like, girl, maybe talk with Brie first. Yes. Once again, communication, just out the window. Nobody's right. talking to each other. Yeah, if there was a theme for these episodes, it would be, like, miscommunication. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. But guess what, ladies? Roger's mm. problems aren't done. Thank God, because he deserves <laughs> all the problems he gets. <laughs> so <laughs> this part is really rough. He gets taken prisoner by the Mohawk and vows to return to Brianna, which like we'd really rather he didn't, honestly. Meanwhile, Brianna considers having a dangerous abortion, thinking that the baby is Stephen Bonnet's. Um, I mean, you can't really blame her at all. Right. Um, Brianna learns what Jamie did, and she realizes that thanks to Lizzie's misidentification, aka meddling ridiculously, he had beaten Roger and not the real rapist, who Jamie then at this point learns is Steven. He's so. got to be kicking himself for saving Steven. Like all absolutely. those, yeah. like, cheese the freaking wheeze. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So then he realizes that Ian sold him to the Mohawk, which is like a tough look for my friend Ian. Young Ian, (laughs) stop it. Love you, buddy. Love you. So that makes it time for a recovery mission. Jamie, Claire, and young Ian set out to recover Roger while Murtaugh brings Brianna and Lizzie to Jocasta's plantation just so like she can be cared for and all that good stuff, which was great. Um, Roger actually manages to escape by himself into the woods and he arrives like I don't even know how he did this it's just right Roger I you have no know-how there's no way you did this no street smarts no but he ends up finding um, a single buzzing standing stone surrounded by little piles of rocks and he seriously considers going through the stone and going back to his own time he's just like Mm -hmm. f this I can't so I I thought he might go back (laughs) I hoped he would go back. Just like leave her alone. If I was Roger, there's no way I wouldn't go back. He's hundreds of thousands of miles away from his supposed love. They had a huge fight. Like, yeah, he's in, he's in, he's in mortal peril 
as far as I'm concerned. He's got to go somewhere safe. I can't believe he didn't go through. Okay. And like, here's the thing, right? Like he left her on their wedding night. Like why wouldn't he leave her now? Clearly he doesn't care. So goodbye, Roger. Like she'll find somebody Uh, better, dude. (laughs) But don't marry young Ian either, (laughs) Bree. Could we also say, yeah, they're cousins. I love how she was like, um, cousins isn't necessarily a deal breaker, but it's kind of a no-no from when I come from. (laughs) Yeah, back then it was not. Yeah, back then it's probably pretty chill. I don't know. Young Ian, he could get it. Oh my goodness. Young Ian is a stud. He's so cute. I do love Young Ian. I can't believe Brianna wouldn't try to go back through the standing stones. Like, I guess me, I'm considering motherhood and I can't imagine trying to have a baby during that time period. Like, obviously people do and did. And like, that's why we're here today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But like, I can't imagine doing it. There's no way that I would want to do that. Yeah. I mean, especially like she has no idea like her her basically husband has walked out on her she doesn't know where he is she's pregnant with who she assumes is her rapist baby because like yep. did roger even like finish inside of her he said he they like did the pull out method which is yeah i mean over. okay so like okay so we know that steven like for sure finished inside of her and then like if roger pulled out like the odds are pretty slim that it's his pretty so slim it's, so it's like you pretty much know it's your rapist's baby you're like in this time period where you have no rights or recourses or anything or health care period like you're lucky that your mom's yeah. a doctor but it's like preach and then she's not Dude. there like your doctor's yeah. not there yes that was Every the other thing claire's nightmare. not even gonna be there yeah. no way would i have my baby without claire no being way. there no, yeah, way. no way like stay in baby <laughs> Well, and they're gone for so long. Right. It <laughs> seems like, like it's not, but it's like take months to go from month. North Carolina to New York. Like, yep. So I, it was all just like crazy. Like I felt so bad for Brianna. It's, I mean, I've had a baby. I, there, I don't even know how people are doing it during COVID, let alone like at this time and in yep. her situation. That's horrific. Right. Well, let's return back to Roger who decides no. to- <laughs> who decides to stay in the past but he is once again captured by the mohawk so things are not going well for this guy at river run jacosta holds you know a little dinner party of unmarried bachelors just you know potential suitors for brianna no no big deal especially because of her condition Mm -hmm. meanwhile Welcome, Billy Boyd. Pippin. (laughs) Welcome, Pippin, from The Lord of the Rings. I love seeing him there. Good cameo. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Marsley wants Fergus to fight with Murtaugh. And back at River Run, Lord John returns to the screen and learns that Brianna is pregnant. But that's not the real gossip. The real gossip comes when Brianna sees him having sex with John or Judge Alderdice. Finally, some TLC for Lord Lord John, who Jamie sent to check in on Brianna. And like, can we just, can we appreciate that Brianna totally heard sex sounds and just kept walking towards them? Like, she was just like, what is, what is that? What could it possibly be? Let's take take a poll right now. Here's a poll. (laughs) How many of us would walk towards it? Oh, just me. Okay. (laughs) No. I think it depends. It depends. Yeah, it depends. It depends. It depends. It depends. I think I think if I was stuck in the past with nothing else to do, I would walk towards the noise. Oh yes. Also, yeah. like I definitely thought it was be like Jocasta, like 
doing somebody. So I was just like, okay, let's go see. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then it was another poll. Do we think John is a top? (laughs) I I mean, he seemed to be. I was one in control. Yeah, I know. I I feel like from what we know of John, (laughs) I feel like John John. is the bottom. I'm just saying we saw what we saw, people. We saw what we saw. Maybe it was like they were like playing a scene or something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go top. You two can go bottom. And either way, it's (laughs) worth it. (laughs) Um, Back to the scenes. General Forbes wants to marry Brianna and prepares to propose to her. However, Brianna asks John to marry her. Well, I mean, she pretty much blackmails him at first believing she will be more safe and probably happier with him. He at first refuses, but then says that he will after she tells him of her rape and current pregnant condition. Mm -hmm. He's just so flippin' honorable. I tell you what. (laughs) Then Murtaugh and Fergus capture Stephen at Jamie's request, which is absolutely great. But then Murtaugh and Stephen are caught by the authorities, which is not so great. Meanwhile, Jamie is busy tracking Roger, who is having an absolutely awful time with the Mohawks. You know what? He deserves everything he got. (laughs) Every single bit of it. Dang. Running the gauntlet. He just gets destroyed. Good. Like, what are you, what I I can't with that man. Like, he just shows up, doesn't know anything, does no research. Aren't you a historian? Get it together, my dude. Get it together. He's Mm -hmm. useless. I wish I had a freaking stick to beat him with in that gun. Oh my I goodness. <laughs> Hell no. Oh my God, I love it so much. <laughs> okay, next. We're going to talk about John and Bree's yeah. thing later. But for now, Fergus plans to break Murta out of jail. And Brianna insists that Lord John bring her to confront Stephen Bonnet. Probably not the best choice. Nope. Who has been incarcerated in the same place as Murta? Oh, Murta. What a coincidence. Yeah. And catch break. Brianna does confront Stephen and offers her forgiveness. Like, good for you, girl, because I'd be like, I'm going to chop your dick off. Though she swears that her baby will never know he existed. Later, Stephen tries to reach a drop set of keys in the prison, which reminded me of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride oh, where the dog sure. has the keys and the prisoners are trying to reach for it. And Fergus and Murtaugh send Brianna and John away and then flee the jail, which they destroy with explosives during the day casual casual cover their escape is an escape plan during the day what is happening i it just seems very a very ill-conceived plan although marsley he just like getting them in that wagon and getting them out of there if they didn't have her the whole plan just would have imploded i think it would have blown up blown up in their faces (laughs) (laughs) surprised no more people weren't injured in that explosion Meanwhile, back to Roger. <laughs> Seriously, this back half is way too much, Roger. He meets Father Alexander Farragut, another captive of the Mohawk. This guy, he had lived among the Mohawk as a Jesuit minister and fathered a child with Johenha. I, I cannot pronounce her name at all. I want to say it's Johian. Johian? Yeah, that sounds right. Who is a healer, but due to his sin, Big air quotes here, guys, for falling in love with someone. Oh, this is a Jedi thing all over again. Yeah. He felt unworthy to baptize the child, which the Mohawk wanted. Alexander is tortured, but will not perform the baptism. 
and then his feet are slowly and painfully burned. Well, he's he's tied to a stake, so eventually he's just going to die from This shock. was awful. Ugh. It was so, so awful. Roger escapes from the hut that they were in. He digs himself out, which, like, good for you, Roger. At least you had some sort of plan. But he comes back and throws accelerant onto the pyre yeah. to put Alexander out of his misery. Oof. And then, awfully, Shohian puts down her baby and joins Alexander in the flames. Y'all, that was I a choice. Hate, I hate this scene so much. Hate it. This guy I was not dies of pride. Jesuit priests are not supposed to be prideful, right? This is basically like, I'm going to die for my pride. Yeah. Not cool. And then this seemingly very sensible woman puts down her baby. Baby. No. Nope. Actual baby. And, and like, Daenerys Stormborns. Yes. She tosses herself onto this fire for love, apparently. Like, why why did this happen and then the song choice i cannot it's from like i see it as from the movie platoon where it's used for a death scene for a character that you've known for more than five minutes so it is very impactful when it's used for this it just felt like they were trying to emotionally manipulate Mm. the audience it was it wasn't supposed to be this song either it was kind of like a placeholder song that they were Mm. going to replace and then they didn't and I was like, that's a choice. It's been used so often. And then even though it's like supposed to be like kind of like this, oh my gosh, they were so in love that they died for each other. It's like, no, it's actually being used for Roger's character development. It's not about the two people who died. Right. Which is what it should be about. Instead, it's about Roger like being, I guess, a hero kind of by throwing the accelerant on the fire to put the guy out. I, mm. And then Roger's scene with the priest in the tent, like, Fuck love. Sorry, F-bomb, but this yeah. I just get so angry about this episode. What do you two think? I found it to be horribly unbelievable. I can't imagine walking into a fire like of my own volition and not having my body respond. Like even if I wanted to, which I never would, even if I wanted to, I can't imagine your body allowing you to do that. Totally. I, for me, like there is no way I would put down my baby and right. go die. Like there's instincts that like force you to protect your child. So like, I'm not going to put down my daughter and be like, peace out. That, that just yeah, wouldn't yeah. happen. I fully agree that like, this is completely for, like gratuitous for Roger's character development. It was unnecessary because everything that they've built so far makes us hate Roger. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. them, him doing one stupid thing is not going to make me like Roger. Any I did. At all. I did find it a little bit noble that he returned to throw yes. accelerant on. Yeah. I did find it a little bit noble. Honestly, um, it was a little bit stupid. It like meant. Oh. I mean, he meant well, but yeah. I mean, he's just not terrible smart. choices. Like he doesn't know this guy. Like okay, fine. Like, but you're gonna return for a stranger when you couldn't return for Bree. When the guy told him to run, he's like, yeah. make this, make my sacrifice worth something, like run. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So it's like, you can't even like listen to people. Like, again, he just feels like he knows better every time. And it's like, no, you don't know better. You need to listen to people. What mm-hmm. is wrong with you? Right. Man, he just maybe she wouldn't have thrown herself on the pyre. Yes. If, I mean, yes, it would have been excruciatingly awful for this poor guy to die of shock from burns but it wouldn't have been the 
like huge pyre thing, which then apparently spurred her to jump right in. Like, I mean, but also like, how is he supposed to know that there's not like a bigger plan? Like what if she had had a plan to like put out the fire and now he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to light it more. How about that? Like he doesn't know. Right. No, so anyway, whatever. He just makes me super mad. Um, shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before I just like break my computer in anger. It's so bad. So finally, Jamie, Claire, and young Ian arrive at the Mohawk settlement in New York, but the natives are super freaked out by the stone pendant that Claire is wearing. And so they send them away without trading for Roger. So at that point, you're just like, well, this was useless. Cool. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> All those months for nada. <laughs> right. Claire, stop wearing jewelry. Like, just stop. No, no more. So a group of Mohawk end up going to see Jamie, Claire, and young Ian for that stone. And they we find we find out they find out at the same time that it belonged to a former member of the tribe, Otter Tooth, who prophesied the destruction of the Mohawk. And this is the guy whose skull Claire had found earlier in the season when she like slept with it. Of yep. course. <laughs> Why didn't we think of that? Of course. So the Frasers convince the group to help them free Roger, but they're caught in the attempt. So the, I again, I really thought somebody was going to die here. Yeah. But in the end, young Ian, light of my life, decides to trade himself for Roger and he tells Jamie he won't break his word and he's going to stay. He's not trying mm-hmm. to run away. Nope. He runs the gauntlet and does a like way a better than my friend Roger. And he ends up becoming a Mohawk, which was really cool, actually. I really yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Murtaugh and Angicosta, <laughs> they relieve themselves of some tension by getting down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> On the journey back to North Carolina, Claire tells Roger about Brianna's rape and pregnancy, giving him the chance to decide if he can raise a child that may not be his and, you know, probably is not his. Yep. Meanwhile, Brianna gives birth to a boy at River Run, and she's devastated when Claire and Jamie return to River Run alone. Honestly, at this point, I was like, Brianna, you have dodged a bullet, my girl. <laughs> dodged it. But Roger does arrive before they all depart for Fraser's Ridge, and he declares his love for Brianna and his willingness to raise his son, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Whatever. Finally, Jamie receives a letter from Governor uh, Tryon telling him to find and kill the leader of the regulators. And guess who that is? It's Murtaugh. Silver Fox. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, a jam-packed end of season for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of action, a lot of death right at the cusp. Yeah. And a lot of just like, will he, won't he? Like, will they die at the the, the hands of the Mohawk? Will Roger come back? Like, Will Jocasta and Murtaugh do it? Yes, they will. Yes, they they did. (laughs) So much of the back end hinged on Roger, which is why it was so difficult. I mean, if you're a Roger stan, like, good, good job. I'm sorry. Who out there is a Roger stan? Because you need to email at at gmail.com because I don't know who you are, why you are. I don't understand. I had liked him in earlier seasons when yes. he was what? like helpful at the very beginning when he yeah was at the very very beginning and Richard Rankin is really good I mean he's very oh cute. yeah he's, very he's a good actor I think he does really well with the role it's not his fault that Roger's a douche <laughs> like, yeah like... no I feel like especially in the next season which stay tuned um 
the acting of on the part of Roger really just like cranks up. Like there are oh, some nice. difficult, difficult scenes for Roger for sure. And I feel more sympathy for him in season five, but like season four, Roger is the ultimate douchebag. Get out. No. Yeah. Well, what are some things that we should have watched or listened for so that viewers can catch up on them now? Yes, our friend Sloan, who is an Outlander head and has just like great takes on the entire series. She was particularly outraged by the fact that Jamie and Claire weren't with Brianna when she gives birth. In the novel Drums of Autumn, Bree's parents are there for their daughter and help with Jeremiah's birth. And it's really adorable. Like they have a great family moment. And the show uh, missed out on that. Instead, yeah. it just makes Brie stuck here with people she knows, but not like, not her mom. Not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same, especially since their last like face-to-face moment, her and Jamie was so tough. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been a nice rebonding moment for them. Totally. Yes. To be like, I'm sorry. I said awful things. I'm here for you, my daughter. I love you. And I'm here to help you with your baby. Like that yeah. would have been so cool if they had gone with it i it seems like an interesting decision to make in the writer's room but and it just like it was kind of unnecessary right like there was no reason why they couldn't have made it for the birth and then even after she's had the baby then roger can come in on his like stupid horse agreed agreed wouldn't he come in on a donkey because he's an ass flow yes (laughs) i mean he should just come walking it's like you don't deserve anything my dude yeah why does he get the high ground here i know well, speaking of um, getting the high ground, Murtaugh gets down. Get after it, Silver Fox. But remember, in the books, Murtaugh is sadly long dead. So it was really great. One of the things that was nice to see a difference was him and Jocasta finding joy in one another in the show. Because in the books, that does not happen. Annoying. This was sweet. I think they're so cute together. And like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like sizzle and spark between them. Yeah. Ooh. You have it's to like, wonder. They're fighting. <laughs> yeah. You have to wonder if Jocasta didn't try and get it earlier because Murtaugh was just like so focused on her sister that like maybe, maybe she's been thirsty for a while and this was finally uh, the time to get it done. Right. Yeah. This kind of felt like almost a like, game of thronesian relationship in a lot of ways like oh i loved your sister but now like that's I'm what i'm talking you. about yeah 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 for sure for sure mm-hmm. all right and then we should also mention the saddest song in the universe <sighs> the strings which has killed colleen she is yeah. deceased i'm deceased um, mm. <laughs> it was it was written in 1936 by composer samuel barber and the arrangement has been used in numerous films and tv shows and you can check it out in like ER and Seinfeld, among others. So yeah. pretty good piece, but it's intense. So stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And I would encourage you both to watch Platoon, even though it is a very tough watch. That scene with that song is amazing. Mm. I'll add it to my YouTube list. Ooh, I was <laughs> crying, crying real hard after <laughs> that scene. Well, why don't we finally touch on how historically accurate Outlander is in these episodes? And just as kind of a little bit of a warning, these episodes don't have a ton of historical content, but here's what Colleen and I and Flo were able to dig up. Yes, the Mohawk, the Keepers of the Eastern Door. 
like another very Game of Thrones kind of situation. Watcher here. on the wall, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Like one of the original five members of the Iroquois League, the remaining Mohawk members now reside in upstate New York and southeastern Canada. So they're not completely gone. Mm-hmm. The prophecy didn't completely come true, although it basically did. Like their culture was destroyed and they were spread across the nation that they had built and mm, yeah anything to do with indigenous people especially in the americas is such a tough thing to watch yeah and see and you're just sitting there watching be like listen to our truth please yeah. listen but it's like galas i mean it's a nobody's gonna listen to you if you try and change the past it's just not gonna work they think that you're insane yeah and we'll then kill you when you well, won't leave and I mean, something that we've kind of learned from the show too is like, can you even change the past? Right. Like, can you? Like, Claire and Jamie haven't been able to. So like, no. I don't know. And this is just another instance of, no, you cannot. Totally. Like, there's just no way you can change it. Um, the Mohawk first had contact with European settlers in the early 1600s. And of course, their population was devastated by smallpox because the Europeans brought it with them. Thanks, Europeans. After an outbreak took hold in 1635, over 60% of them died. In this, they did bounce back. And after a time, the Mohawk became allied with Dutch settlers through trade. So they were like, they were doing pretty well. Like during this time in the show, they're doing pretty well considering. The Jesuit priest from the show is accurate as many Mohawk were converted to Christianity via Jesuit missionaries. So like, yeah, they would know who he is and what he's doing and would maybe be interested in the baptism situation. Yeah, that's why I was a little bit concerned, not concerned, confused as to why they were so interested in having the baby baptized because that at Mm -hmm. first didn't make sense to me. Right. It's like a simple thing for them. I mean, water especially would have a lot of meaning for a tribe that would celebrate earth, the earth and things like that. So this is just another addition to that. I mean, like, oh yeah go for it, priest guy. But then when he refused, it was insulting to them. Like, but you're going to marry her and like raise this baby together, right? Like, right. do right by our women because the right. women are the cornerstone of our society here. Interestingly, the Mohawk allied with the British against the United States in the War of 1812. I mean, well, can you blame them? Yeah. They had with Roger, so... <laughs> This is all for Roger. <laughs> we are allying ourselves with the British. I did enjoy, like the Cherokee, the Mohawk had a matriarchal lineage system where everything passed from mother to daughter. Get it, ladies. Get after it. Another thing like, why are you putting your child down, woman? But still. Hmm. Ah, deep breath. And yes, the Mohawk hairstyle is taken from this indigenous people. Like Yay. with the shaved sides of the head and the kind of crested hair on top. Love it. Mohawk. All right. Well, we should talk about Brie blackmailing Lord John. That was oh. that was a take. <laughs> yep. Since he's part of the nobility, it's doubtful that her outing him would end in his death. Although people with no title would face the death penalty during this time for being gay slash not so much like being gay, but like having sex with somebody yeah. of the same sex yeah, because yeah. you could be gay all you wanted, but you had to pretend not to be. Right. Um, but his reputation would definitely have been ruined. So yes. that would have been bad. And more than that, like Willie's reputation would have been ruined. And he was not about to let that happen because he loves that kid. Mm-hmm. 
though he would possibly lose his title and his lands even if he wasn't killed outright the consequence of her actions would have like just destroyed him and willie and their family so yeah yeah she like knows gutsy gutsy move brie yeah i was not pleased with that situation whatsoever i'm like don't come for lord john he's like the one good one absolutely he's (laughs) like saved your dad like 12 times And she does back down like immediately and admits that she never would have said anything. Right. But girl, that was something, and I know you're desperate. Like you don't want to marry somebody like good for you. You don't want to marry. You don't threaten someone with something that could get them killed. Yeah. I mean, with that, like I was kind of thinking like, sometimes I feel like I think that Brianna and Brie, or I'm sorry, that Brie and Claire come from like our time. And then I remember, like, they come from the 70s. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah. they're not as woke. You know, there's still, like, not a lot of equality for gay people or, like, the LGBTQ plus community or even, like, visibility. And so it's like, I don't really know how many out gay people Brie would even know. Right, like, exactly. Or, like, what experience she has with gay people or with gayness overall. Mm-hmm. So. Good you know, point, Flo. I mean, obviously it's a shitty thing to do and like Brianna should not have done it but I think like with our lens obviously like we would have never that would have never even like crossed my mind to be like let me blackmail you real quick but for Brie I don't I don't know that she saw it as like such a such a thing or if she's got her own prejudices you know yes that's just the thing like because even Claire comes across as prudish at times about other people's sex lives even though she is very sexually active with her husband's like she's adventurous af yeah, yeah she but is. Yet someone else talks about having sex and she's like, oh my God. I know. <laughs> What's you know pot, meat, kettle, Claire. <laughs> the F. So true. <laughs> well, why don't we move on to George Washington and his rich AF, Martha Washington. Mm-hmm. So during this time, they were actually loyal to the British crown. But mm-hmm. as we know, by 1776, George would be chosen as the leader of the revolutionary military, Mm -hmm. which is actually a great place for us to end this episode because we are soon going to be heading into the revolutionary war. Mm -hmm. So anything else, ladies, from you two before we uh, head on out? I I don't think so. I mean, George is a pretty cool figure. We do do not head into the revolutionary war fast enough for me. Like season five is like, we're eking there but it's it's an eek for sure gotcha Uh, it was super cool to see george and martha though like it just like makes you feel revolutionary you're just Mm -hmm. like oh man like finally people that we know Mm -hmm. so we are gonna be like that yeah we're gonna be hearing more names dropped in the next season of like people from that time and so that's Mm -hmm. pretty exciting Mm -hmm. cool i do like that george still was kind of criticized a little bit because they left early from the play so they're like Mm, the Washington's left early. Like, yeah. oh drama. <laughs> well, drama is where we will leave it here today. Thank you so much for being with us and come back next time when we continue exploring Outlander, this time for our final season, season five, and expect an announcement on upcoming projects very soon. In the meantime, you can enjoy us in our podcast or YouTube format. Either way, smash that subscribe button and leave those five stars reviews. Check out our website at bohemiangeekstudies.com where you can watch all of our episodes and enjoy Colleen's book corner where she's reviewing Star Wars literature 
And you can also contact us through email and social media. As always, keep telling other nerdy nights to join us because it really does help. Until next time, lift Jamie's saber way up and keep those episodes streaming. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.